Well, hey there, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of The Change Room with Rod and Leslie. As you know, in this podcast, we like to take big, giant, juicy, meaty topics and break them down into teeny tiny little bite-sized chunks, all in an effort to help sometimes ourselves and also hopefully some of you uh, through change. We know it's tough. uh, We know it's not easy. And so talking about it every week just makes things better. Now this week, May, it is the second last day, but we snuck it in. This This month is Mental Health Awareness Month. And so we wanted to bring in a special guest. You may remember we had an episode in the past and we brought in a special guest. This one, this time, this guest is super special. This is someone very wonderful and special in my life uh, who I adore. And when I think about talking about mental health awareness and just wellness in general, uh, I am just thrilled to uh, welcome Mary Monroe to our podcast this week. Before we throw it to you, Mary, Rod, what do you want to add into the mix? Yeah. Hi, hi, Leslie. I'm super excited uh, about today's conversation. I'm really looking forward to talking with Mary. And this is like the first time I do want to mark that for almost a year, every week, except when Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed dying. away, that was the one week we missed. And then last week we didn't do a recording, but I did post a uh, replay of our episode six. And so I know you remember every single episode and title, but just for our audience, it, that was <laughs> episode six titled, was titled Every Day in Every Way. I'm getting better and better as our, our, our positive self talk. So now we're back after two weeks uh, since our last recording. And uh, Mary, I would love to, to turn it to you. Maybe can you introduce um, yourself to our, our listeners and tell us a little bit about what you'd like to, to dive into today? Yes, thanks. Hi, Rod. Hi, Leslie. It's fabulous to be here. Thank you. I feel so special to be part of uh, your chit chat uh, around really, really important uh, messages and ideas here. And Leslie, you got me when you said you chunk it into bite sized pieces. I'm all about bites. Uh, and, <laughs> I you'd like that, and we'll maybe we can get into that a, a little bit, but around why. I think you've invited me to this and why I'm excited Mm -hmm. to be here is, well, change management, first of all, is where I started in my career. You know, I I looked at um, in my master's how how adults think and how they learn. That's what I was focused on. And then I got into change management and um, brought it into an organization, but I also coach and, and do things on the side. So my whole thought around today and bite-sized kind of pieces to help us through change is what do we have to look at between there's there's this connection between the head heart and gut of how we make for a resilient society and we become resilient so we can handle and not just handle but really thrive in the change that is sometimes put on us sometimes around us sometimes we're in it so um, just really briefly on the, the head side of things, as I said, I, I studied this a little bit. I also have some, I collect some certificates. So I collected it in cognitive behavioral therapy and in executive coaching. The, the, uh, uh, the heart side, I took that pretty seriously and got right into 
getting a certification as a Pilates instructor over a couple of years. Um, so let's just say that's the exercise part, but I'm also into mindfulness. And then that leads into the gut and the gut to me is where all the real magic happens. And so I have gone super crazy into fermenting, into a healthy gut microbiome, into baking, into foraging, and then the intuition. So those are the areas that I think um, if we were to talk about how to help each other around this area, I think there's something there. That's what I feel. I'm, I'm with you. I, I wow. think that there's a magical, this is a bit of a magical triad. And so maybe we can dive into each one a little bit and then try to figure out how they all work together. Cause I have my, my tummy's my intuition. My gut says that it, the magic is in how they all work together. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm thinking. I so agree. Um, so uh, let's just talk a little bit about that. Just as a, as a way to get going, you know, to what is mental health? was mental well-being? What is overall wellness? And to me, it's, it's when people feel like they care enough to continue doing something that they are passionate about that, and that they have everything within them to bring that to the table, right? Uh, the metaphorical table. Uh, so sometimes you need the strength and that confidence from uh, that can be supported from physical exercise, right? It's, it's right. not only just that you stand a little differently when you're fit, right? Um, and I'm not talking about building muscle or losing weight. I'm talking about the, the inner fortitude you get from feeling I can do this and I've got I've oxygenated my, my blood and all of that. So I think there's something really there about bringing yourself and bringing that resiliency where physical fitness really helps. That's one. And I, then, yeah, yeah, go ahead. I was just, I, you know, I mean, I, I so see that Mary and you know, I'm a juicy person. And so you're right. It does not mean that you have to be spelled and all these things in order to have that sense of heart, physical resiliency kind of a thing. You can be at any shape and size. It's an internal feeling of feeling well, of feeling physically well and being able to show up in the way you described. We've talked before about the importance of breath on this podcast. You can imagine uh, being a yoga girl that breath plays into a lot of what I do. And, and that's where I see this fitting in as well is, is are we breathing? Are we you know, is it easy for us to breathe? Are we breathing deeply or is it a shallow breath? And what happens to our breath when we're stressed versus not? And there's a, there's such an important link to this, I think with that. Oh God, so true. Um, so true, Rod, I think you've, you've had some experience in, in mindfulness and that's, that's, you know, mm -hmm. that Leslie's talking about the magic between these things that yeah. you can see how you talk about fitness and breathing and that also goes into the next one, which is um, that mindfulness, right? Yeah. I there's another secret. I, Leslie, I may have said this. So my, my university degree undergrad is in kinesiology. And um, so I learned a lot about the physiology of what happens when you get in shape. You're actually, your body changes as you get into, do, when you do regular exercises. And it just... You, your body's working much more efficiently, like on a, you know, cellular level, the part that we don't see, but that's how it, it does come together. 
Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. You know, and that brought, that's really the, the point of that magic, because if you can look at these different areas of that, the body, so mine is Pilates and in Pilates breath is the, the biggest aspect of that. It's the first aspect of life and it's the last. And so Joe Pilates built that breath uh, aspect into Pilates. So it's very much a mind body exercise. And then when your body is starting to be more efficient, you don't have to worry so much about, um, well, you know, it's not even worry. You're just more efficient, right? With your breathing, with your oxygen, everything. So that when you start to ruminate <laughs> on the other things that we all sometimes do in life, um, you can focus uh, on that in a different way. So, you know, if you go into the, the head part of things, um, it's, you know, physical activity certainly helps our mood, right? We know that. Um, but even without, even, even if we're doing really well, that there'll be things that come at us, especially in change, right? Yeah. Things that we're not used to, things that we have to, uh, you know, think, how am I going to get through this? Do I really want to get through this? Can I just give this one up? Or we're making stuff up about things around us. Oh, this has happened because of this, this, and this. But <laughs> we may be making stuff up that's not right because it hasn't happened before. We don't have a frame of reference. So the mind is there that's when the mind is so important and why you know i i study cognitive behavioral therapy because you can change the way you think of things and that changes your behavior and your feelings um i i feel that resiliency and and getting out of a rut like when you start to ruminate on something prevents you from seeing all the magic in life, right? Because you get attention bias. You just focus on that one thing you're worried about. And you can't get over it. And you, you miss all the loveliness yeah. around you that can actually solve the problem. Definitely. Definitely. Didn't Ron, it used like to be... Because uh, I've known Mary for a hundred no, years. No, 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 you no, go I, in. You go. You yeah, go. Yeah. No. <laughs> Don't worry if you, if you do. But I, you know, I, the, when I say used to be, like 200 years ago, 150 years ago, I think maybe even more recent, people would say that your feelings were in your gut because that's how you, especially you would experience the feeling of great emotion mm. as your stomach is reacting. And I know you're saying, Mary, you're saying gut from the perspective of what you put into it is the health. Um, but it, 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 it is connected in like, as you used the cognitive therapy example, but the, Right, our, our mind interprets situations. We ha it leads to feelings, and then our body has we have reactions to those. Uh, and and some is in the digestive system, so oh. how it ties in. Oh, how exciting! So, so... <laughs> <laughs> I'm drooling. <laughs> Go so Mary, tell us, oh. Mary, like when you when you were saying gut, though, you're th I think it's your. It, you're talking about what you put into it and to nurture to the the health of the good foods is that right well there's it, two things actually you, you're bang on i mean there's that there's a lizard brain right there in the gut that's talking about our intuition and and how do we tap into that and i that's one thing i want to come back to because i i've got three daughters and i um decided when they were really young that i was going to help teach them about intuition. And I didn't know if I could do this or not, because I think it's so important to develop that 
to develop that, uh, um, to know when you can trust your gut or not. So that's that intuition part, Rod. I really believe in that almost to the woo woo kind of witchy woo kind of <laughs> sense, right? Um, uh, but, I, but I think there is something there that if you can tap into the things around you and feel and observe and really notice, then your body can also help you if it's healthy and if it's well, and if you're allowing it to, to say, huh, um, Mary, have you thought of this? Have you, do you realize that you're feeling something here? What does that feeling mean? And start to get to know it. So I think intuition is one aspect and you need a healthy gut microbiome too. So the gut flora, whatever, you know, it's quite trendy right now to talk about that. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's become trendy to talk about how, <laughs> how uh, much diverse food you can get into your gut so that that can increase your healthiness, your flora, so that it can fight off illnesses and have a, a, a sort of a reserve of different bacteria in there that can be your friends and help you uh, when you're ill. So you're not just relying on one type. So I've gotten, you know, I talked about the Pilates for physical. I talked about the CBT and coaching for the mind. And then for the gut, what I've done is I actually went to England and studied with this woman who is doing a PhD in um, the diversity of sourdough and mental health. Um, and I've really taken off with that because I, I now study fermentation. I ferment anything, I forage, and I try to build into my baking uh, a lot of creativity and diversity of ingredients because now there's that cycle, right? Everything's connected. The creativity helps for mindfulness. Creating something is gets you into what anybody's, you know, you've probably heard of Chicksamahali flow theory, where he says that if you can yeah. find something that is really um, challenging, but also it's in your zone, like you're having the best time of it, time flies. And it's just finding that right nugget. Well, for me, that's baking and creating. And then I'm creating things to give to people, which creates connection, which is supportive for mental health and well-being. And I'll give away a loaf of bread or I'll make something crazy to share with someone and I connect with people around that. And so, you know, I've even dubbed CBT cognitive breath therapy now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Mary, I have a couple of questions. More sense, Mary. <laughs> <laughs> I keep thinking you're saying CBD, by the way. So I got to oh. okay, <laughs> got it. Got it. Okay. <laughs> but I, a couple of questions. So first, sorry, is there, there's diversity in sourdough? Is that like, yeah. Yeah. Well, there's it, it, sourdough is supposed to be just be uh, just a minute here. It's supposed to be just flour, water, and salt, nothing else, right? You don't use commercial yeast, nothing. So you collect that you create a, you're creating the yeast from natural environment. I've created it off of rhubarb stalks. I've created it from a piece of chocolate that my dad had, right? And I lost my dad and I wanted to preserve that. So kept that going. I've created um, uh, sourdough starters where it just takes the, the, the bacteria from the air around me and, and I create a sourdough starter. So that so produces some diversity, but it's also the flowers that you add to it. So here's the other, so a little, give us a, a little lesson in fermentation. So I, I, I understand the word, I think, 
It's about mm-hmm. making alcohol. That's pretty much what I heard. <laughs> um, so give us a little lesson in fermentation. What is it so that we can, you know, people uh, know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, fermenting is really allowing a slow, uh, first of all, taking the, um, taking a little bit of sugar um, and that usually comes naturally. So from when I talked about the rhubarb, I took a bit of the rhubarb stock and a bit of sugar. And I created some, some bacteria and some natural yeast. So then you use the natural yeast, tie it with some water and some flour, or sometimes it's with vegetables. If you're going to make kraut um, or if you're going to make koji, it's with um, a special spore um, that's like for making miso. Um, and you create a, a nice warm environment, just the right temperature. And you let things slowly break down. So the fermentation is that natural yeast is breaking down the components of either the flour or the vegetables or the rice. Or sometimes you make, um, you know, people like kombucha um, or beer. My husband has both of those things. And it's so it's uh, using the natural sugars, breaking down food. Um, so that you can absorb it better. It's, it's better for your glycemic index. It's better for your health. I'm, I'm gluten intolerant and I can't, but <laughs> there's ironic irony there. I can't actually <laughs> eat bread. <laughs> um, however, I can nibble the odd time on sourdough because if I let it ferment for like 30 hours and let all of the goodies break down so that my body can absorb it easier, takes away the phytic acids mm. and things like that. But I won't get into all the science stuff. But it, it allows okay. for you to absorb nutrients. That's what it does. Oh. I think what I'm hearing that is really cool is that it takes time. And that sometimes we want things to just be fast. We want a quick fix. We want like a, you know, that we, we just, if we're feeling sad, we just want something that's going to flip the switch and make us feel happy instantaneously. And, and I think there's a lesson to be had in that, and, and even getting well and, and feeling healthier in our bodies, as we've talked about, I, there's something magical about being open to it taking some time. And you probably wreck it if you rush it. Right, Mare? Is that true? I feel like you wreck it if you rush it. Yeah. I think and, you, and you so, just coined a new expression. Wreck it if you rush it. You wreck yeah. it if you rush it? <laughs> no one else take it. It's our hashtag. <laughs> you do. And you have to be in tune. Um, you yeah. can't control everything. I'm a, I'm a, I could be a bit of a controlly person, um, right? Just by nature of some of the work that I have to do and because I'm a mom and whatnot. Um, but in this, you have to give over. You have to watch mm-hmm. what's going on. You, you don't use a clock. You use your senses. That gets back to your intuition, right? Your gut um, as you learn mm-hmm. something new. And then you get this feeling of, huh, I've been able to create something out of nothing. Isn't that fantastic? And that gives you that confidence we talked a little bit about. Yeah. And I don't, I don't mean to say that bread baking is going to solve all of the wellness and confidence issues you have, but <laughs> honest to gosh, it does. It, it really does make a difference. Um, you know, I, I made pita pockets yesterday. Now pitas, sourdough pitas, never been done that before. So first of all, it was an experiment. That's kind of fun, right? And then when I saw the pitas poof up, um, like that was just ridiculously rewarding. Uh, what is it? Why mm. was that so rewarding? Why, why when I'm foraging and I come across a little pansy that I've never seen before, wild pansy that I can then 
candy and or mill into my flowers. Why is that so exciting? Why are these little gems in life so helpful to our mental health? That's what I wonder. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is it gratitude? You get, if you were to guess. Yeah, yeah well, I use my gut. <laughs> um, maybe I, I, part of it is I think I, I need, in, at least for me, I feel that my life is so much more rich when I have a story around it and there's meaning to it. And so I see the meaning in, in the, in the history of tying my history into what I'm doing or, or providing someone with a loaf of bread that I haven't seen through this pandemic for a while. And they then send me a New Yorker to read because they know that I love literature. And so we create a connection. There's, there's connections made when you notice the little wonderment in life and you're gracious and you show gratitude for it. I think it comes back. And that's the cognitive behavioral therapy too. How we choose to see life, how we choose to be gracious and notice the little things can affect us. It's funny, Mary, right before you started using the word connection and saying it's about connection, I wrote that word down. Everybody knows I always have a book in front of me. I'm always writing stuff down. And I wrote down the word connection just as you were talking about it, which if we want to talk sort of kismet and serendipity and magic, and maybe that's the, like, maybe we'll never figure out the magic of all the connection. And maybe that's the magic. Maybe there's a trust component in it and a belief component that when we do these things, the magical ingredients will ferment and do what we need them to do over time. And you know, help us to feel better. Maybe that's it. I don't know. Why, why can't we surprise and delight ourselves? Truly, truly, Mary, honestly. And so part of these things of, you know, different ways to discover your, who you are, allows you to be, you know, talking about that PETA, I wrote a little blurb. I have this thing on my, my Instagram on psych and sourdough Saturdays. And I looked at that open puff of the pocket and I thought, what does openness mean? Mm-hmm. And so it got me going down this path of being, um, you know, there's my other intuition. My, my daughter who I was just thinking about just text, just FaceTime me. And she's the one that's very, very intuitive. <laughs> oh, interesting. Um, um, <laughs> But the openness of pita bread got me thinking about how we need to be open and curious in life. And if we can do that, that'll change our behavior. And that allows us to fill that pocket with more compassion, more interest in other people that then connects us, helps us learn. It's a virtuous cycle, I think. And that all just came mm-hmm. from a pita pocket. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I have a theory that's just coming to me right now and listening to to your what you're saying is i think the curiosity helps us also be in the moment mm. and, and i i don't it's like you can't be curious and not present at the same time that's it's like they're two intertwined things and then that that would be another thing why it's, i would it's engaging is when you discover something and you're and you're experimenting is you're focused in the moment i love that that's right. so great rod I think you're right. I'm trying to think of times have I ever been able to be curious and not be present at the same time, but you're right. They're mutually like they you mm-hmm. have, they come together. Do you think that that would keep us young too? I mean, in the yeah. spirit of wellness, 
being flexible with our mind like that little kids they're curious they're in the moment right um they're not saying i that it won't work that won't work (laughs) yeah yeah Mm -hmm. right Right. there's no eeyores at that age right eeyore gets to come (laughs) to us over over years i think (laughs) that is so neat yeah it's fun to think about these things and here we are being just curious and having some fun and um tying things together Mm -hmm. man oh man well we're getting close to we're getting close to wrap-up time so what do we want to leave people thinking about in their head heart and gut anything we want to anything we want to wrap up with I'm already so in love with all of this and I I can't wait I'm I'm a little bit scared of fermenting so Mary I may need a little bit of um I made, I know you sent me a recipe. I made a little bit more handholding than that to, to start the first one. I may need a, a Leslie Mary workshop in your kitchen at some point or another when we're allowed to again, but I, I, it's so, it's, it's all just so interesting. And well, you know, I, I love it. Um, but there's ways to ferment ideas, to ferment friendships, to ferment uh. food. Uh, right. And so there's something in that, that, I think you said it, if you rush it, you wreck it. Um, let, sometimes we have to let things be a little bit. And in that, that open space, I think what we came up with here is be curious and allow for the magic to happen because that will help our resiliency and our overall health. Uh, I, that's simplifying things, right? But I think fermenting all of these ideas may take a little bit of time. And that's what I would say. Maybe we just need to be open to that. I love it. I think that's a great way to close. Yeah. Well, there we go. Who knew that Thank was going to so much, Mary? <laughs> Honestly, this has just been such a Thank treat. you, Mary. Thank you, guys. I really love being part of this. And thanks for what you're doing, allowing this to this kind of conversation. You know, this is what we need. This is connection. Thanks, Rod. This is always awesome doing this with you. It's good to be back. Yeah, it is. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. Bye.